you considered the messages your outfits send? What do you think your clothes say about you? See, style is about the clothes, but it's not really about the clothes. Every day you make choices about what you're going to wear, but what are you communicating? Welcome to Above and Beyond Style. I'm your host, Maria DiLorenzo, and in 2019, I founded MFD Style, where I provide a unique, intuitive approach to personal styling for those ready to embrace a more meaningful look. With this podcast, I'll uncover key elements of where spirituality, psychology, and style intersect, revealing how you can make intentional wardrobe choices that reflect who you really are. So let me ask you, are you ready to transform into your authentic self? Then it's time. Come with me on this journey and together we'll take your style above and beyond style. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Above and Beyond Style. Again, this is season two, where I have asked and invited in a variety of different experts from all sorts of different industries to go into that deeper level conversation around style. And one of the things I'm really loving about this season so far is just hearing all these different perspectives, getting to know people on a deeper level, and also just uncovering some of their own insights. So it's just been really fun for me, and I hope you are really enjoying this so far. So today's guest, who is a wonderful colleague and friend of mine that I've been able to connect with over the last couple years, is Julie Malott. And she and I share a little space of styling. So we're going to talk with her today um, to really get to know a little bit more about men's styling and how that might impact some of this conversation. So Julie Malott is a native Midwesterner, and I think that's probably why I love her, because she's got that very sweet, special style and that sort of charism about the Midwest. So anybody out there listening from the Midwest, you will love that. Well, she now resides uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, where she is an executive partner for Jay Hill. Burn, which is a men's custom clothing brand. And as a men's wardrobe stylist for the last 12 plus years, she's eliminated the traditional retail store by working directly with her clients via appointment. And those could be virtually or in person and wherever, essentially wherever is most convenient for him. She will measure and assist in curating a wardrobe from work week to weekend that is uniquely the client's own at a great value and their convenience. She delivers unparalleled customer service with the best fitting, highest quality garments in his closet. So as a fellow stylist, I am really excited to welcome Julie to the podcast to talk about her own entrepreneurial journey and the overlap of where men's and women's styling um, can happen and where we share. So Julie, thank you for being here. Maria, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So much fun to have this opportunity to talk with you because you have a very fun, interesting story of your own about how you got into styling and sort of how this came to be. So I'd love you just to share a little bit with our audience today about, tell us about you, tell us about your own background and how you got to come to Jay Hilburn. Okay. Well, um, again, thank you for the nice introduction. And I, as you said, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And um, my best friend ended up going to college here. So I came to visit, I loved it. And I took a semester off and I worked at a brokerage firm 
in Boston. And again, I just loved it and decided after I graduated from college, which is at University of Wisconsin, Madison, that I would settle here and work in the investment business. So um, I did that for about 10 plus years. I ended up opening an investment portfolio management and accounting system software company and for a company that was based out of Chicago. And I did that for about seven years. And what I loved about that was that I was building a business. It's very entrepreneurial. You know, I was starting the Boston office, getting clients, building an office and with a annuity sale that was really based on client relationships, exceptional client service, and as a result, referrals. And I just love that. I loved the, I loved the autonomy. And then I wanted to start a family. So mm-hmm. I moved on, got married, moved on, and I was wanting to bring it back home. So I got into the real estate business. Again, entrepreneurial, building a business, developing client relationships, offering client service. And um, I love that. And I did that for about four and a half years until I began a family. And then when my oldest daughter, I have three children, a daughter and twins. Uh, My oldest daughter is about to be 25 and I have boy and girl twins who are about to be 21. Anyway, when they were, my oldest was in seventh grade, I had a dear college friend approach me and say, would you like to sell men's custom shirts? And I thought, no, not really. (laughs) (laughs) But I have to say, I really, you know, I thought about it and I said, oh, well, I enjoy fashion. I enjoy retail and I really enjoyed working with men, but I didn't need to work at that point. And so I really felt it was important to be home with my family. But then my husband decided he wanted to start his own business. So I had what we call a why, right? As to why I wanted to have. And I thought about this and I said, well, this really checks all the boxes of what I love, which is an entrepreneurial business, um, selling a product. I was, you know, certainly a high quality product was important to me to a group of, you know, at that point, really my friends. And if I delivered a high quality product, I could get referral business. And there was really nothing in the industry at that time. I mean, customized clothing was unheard of. So when I started to throw out the idea of doing this, because that was the thing I said is, let me let me start asking people who are close to me if this is even something they'd be interested in. And once I did that, and I had all of these people say, oh my gosh, you know, I'd love to have some custom-made shirts for me. I. I don't like to shop. I don't, you know, I'd love some help with that. And I realized, wow, this is really something that could work. So there began my journey and it's been 12 plus years. And what the other aspect of this business is, uh, is that I built a team Mm -hmm. of stylists to do this with me. So I've mentored a group of stylists as well as built a really great client base and the combination of those two has just been a really wonderful, meaningful, fulfilling, fun business. 
Yeah, you can tell. You can tell that you, I love this thread that you've woven through building relationships, delivering quality service, you know, being attentive and responsive and, and all at a higher level, right? Being able to give people something that they really need. And it's, it's such a cool story because um, I know a lot of uh, stylist friends who work predominantly with women. And I think the niche of working with men is a really interesting space. And I think this is where um, for my male audience listeners or those who identify as male to be able to give some understanding about men's personal style. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about, you know, just kind of an overview, like what's it about? What does it involve? Maybe talk a little bit more about some of this direct sales for anybody that hasn't ever worked with a brand that does this. What does this sort of look like? Well, men, I have to say, and I've never, I mean, you know, when I was younger, I sold in the retail, you know, department store to women primarily, but for the most part, I I've worked with men and I really love working Mm. with men. So I can't make as many comparisons to what it's like, but I know that there are a lot of women in our business that have sold women's lines, do sell women's lines, because it's a really nice marriage to be able to offer something to the men or the partners of the women. Mm -hmm. But um, men are just so wonderful because they're so appreciative. Um, They are extremely open to suggestions and ideas they really want. And they don't But then there's a whole other bucket of men who have fabulous style themselves and really love to collaborate with me on curating a wardrobe for them. And again, for different reasons, right? I mean, I have TV people who need to look amazing. And then I have TV people who really know a lot about style. And I have other TV people who say, tell me what to wear, what colors, what should I have in my wardrobe? So I, I really run the gamut. And then I have, you know, the 18-year-old young man going to prom. Okay. So it's it's just, but all in all, they're so appreciative. They're so amenable. They're very um, just really understanding and accepting and willing to take my advice and encouragement. Mm-hmm. And the thing I really, and you know, when you ask, when people say, what's my, you know, what do I do? I always say, I really want to help men feel and look great. Right. And I do that with this full line of made to measure clothing, but back to your introduction, it's so much deeper than that. It is really, it's so much more than just selling a line of made to measure clothing. Right. It's it's feeling confidence. It's, um, making them stand a little taller and gosh, we can do that to anybody, right? What's mm-hmm. better than that? So That's right. That's they're right. wonderful. It's a really wonderful demographic to sell to because again, there's a whole part of, there's a whole group of men who don't like to shop. Sure. Right. And they, they don't want to go to a store. They don't understand what their style is. They ask you what their style should be. And I have some gentlemen who are, you know, around my age or a little bit younger, I won't say that age, but (laughs) who are getting an, who are running their businesses and getting an influx of really young kind of hip trendy guys. And so this whole business casual world 
has thrown them for a loop. You know, they're seeing young guys in hoodies and five pockets and they say, wait, you know, I don't know if that's my style, but can you bring me away from the suit and tie and help me to, you know, so that that's really fun. I solve problems, you know, I solve problems and with a really wonderful product. So, yeah. And I, what I'm loving what you're talking about is um, I talk a lot in this, in this podcast about authentic style is derived from your authentic self. So when you, when you really come to kind of know who you are, your style is just a manifestation of that, right? It just sort of, that's your outward showing to the world of who you are. It's one of the many ways we do it, but it's one really powerful way because at least in the United States, we get dressed every day and we show up and this is sort of how we interact as a culture. And so what I love about this kind of finding the middle ground, particularly with these men in business and navigating these kind of changing waters, if you will, is helping them not lose track of who they are and how they want to show up in the world, but also to be um, more representative of maybe their, their group, their industry, their, you know, who they work for and not lose sight of kind of the balance between those things. So my question to you is about what are some of the things, you know, you mentioned about this sort of challenge between the two worlds, but like, what else do you find men when they come to you with this request for support and helping identify style? Do you, do you work in some of this space around kind of trying to match the person with their style? And maybe that's explicit or not. I'm just curious about your own internal process. Absolutely. And, you know, I, one of the things that I say to my clients is, I want you to be comfortable in these clothes. I want these to be your go-tos. Because if I try to project onto somebody what I think, I ask a lot of questions, you can get a sense, right? You can right. get a sense of what people like. And what they tell you they like, I compare this back to my real estate days. I remember people saying, I would not want a split level house um, in this neighborhood. And guess what? They'd end up buying a split level house in this. So you really have to uncover, right? Ask a lot of questions. I'm fortunate to have fabrics and you know media and visuals to show them. So I can say, look at these. What do these speak to you? What do these key looks speak to you? And they'll say, I like that. I like that. I don't like that. So I could help them. Mm-hmm. And then I can give suggestions so that I am being true to their authentic style because we know we're only going to wear what we feel good in. And I do want to tell you this one story because this is kind of a, this summed up my whole business for me. It was one of those moments where I was like, this is why I do what I do. Mm. I had a client who was never wanted to get measured. He was a friend. His wife was a good friend and he just, he was, you know, not everybody's your client, right? You can't personalize that. You can't, for whatever reason, I'm surprised at how many men allow me to measure them and go through this process. But, and I also like to make it fun for them. That's the other thing I like is making something that's typically not an enjoyable process, a fun process. But what he said, finally, he had lost some weight you know, that was probably a little bit of what was holding him back. And his wife got him a gift certificate. 
And so I put him in some clothes Mm -hmm. and he called me and he said, Julie, I knew I would get clothing that fit, but what I didn't know is how they would make me feel. (laughs) And I was like, that's what I'm doing. Yes. That's what I'm doing. I knew I would get clothes that fit. I just didn't know how it would make me feel. You know, these are my clothes that I, he was a doctor. He is a doctor. Mm -hmm. These are the clothes that I wear when I'm presenting. These are the clothes that I'm wearing when I interview my residents. You know, I was like, this is it. This is what we do. So that's how you find somebody's authentic. You work closely with them. You give them ideas. You know, you show them things and they work with you to say, I like this. I don't like this. And I'll say, have you ever tried this? Have you tried this color? Let's just try one. Yeah. If you don't like it, we can always return it or remake it. That's right. I love that. That's such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing it because that's really the essence of this, right? That we want people to feel as good as they look and to believe that about themselves, right? It's also that um, I talk a little bit about like the neurobiology of learning to train yourself to see yourself with these new eyes and to really come to see and understand and appreciate who you are and how you show up in your world and for whatever your business or industry is or how you have to present that you have that confidence and the and the the wherewithal to do the hard work, right? Like I can't imagine he has an easy job and especially in this current climate. So I'm, I'm just imagining how it's like, I talk about like a tool for support. It gives him that little boost to do the thing that he has to do that day and to do it really well. That's right. That's exactly right. And that to me feels like, I don't know, you're right. Like that's everything. When you get to accompany somebody to be able to feel that way about themselves. That's right. And also to, to, I think the process of involving them, something that they're usually not wanting to be involved to take an interest. It's also taking an interest in themselves, right? So it gets back to your point Mm -hmm. about that marrying of how you authentically feel and how your clothes will make you feel that way mm-hmm. authentically, mm-hmm. but the best possible version of yourself. Do you find that men, again, I'm not trying to make sweeping generalizations, no, here, no. But, you know, but do you find that men don't prioritize themselves when it comes to their style or fashion? Often, often. Yes. Not everybody again, because as I gave you that sure. example of the, you know, the, depending on who they are, what they do, there are some people who've never really had to, you know, they don't have a job, they sit at home, they can wear their pull up shorts and a t shirt, you know, they don't have to. And we saw that happen quite a bit during the, you know, the pandemic. But the other thing that is, I just think for women and men, and I can't tell you how many times I go into an appointment where there is a woman in the room, who says, could you do this for me? there's something about clothes that fit too, right? It's not just like, oh, I love that top. I love that fabric. It's about having something that fits. And gosh, Maria, if you and I could come up with that business, it would be, I have made to measure clothing is really a, it's a differentiator. So I think you can get people to be interested once they see themselves in clothing that fits well. 
Yeah. I, I, I so resonate with this because I have so many clients that, that really struggle with, you know, off the rack, like how many people can fit clothes off the rack and find they very understandably go down the narrative path of there's something wrong with me because I can't fit these clothes as opposed to there's nothing wrong with me. It's the clothes that are the problem, right? (laughs) So when you change that narrative and recognize your body as it is, is perfectly beautiful and fine. Let's find you clothes that we can measure or make or fit or tailor, alter, et cetera, that work for your body and how much of a game changer that is. And, you know, the other thing I've been hearing recently from clients is the retail experience, and you probably see this, is, has really changed. Very right? much. So not only is it the off the rack, but it's the off the rack with low inventory. Yeah. Limited sizing. Limited sizing and not a positive client service experience because we are in a hospitality industry now and retail industry now that is really suffering, right? They don't get good help, right? They just are having a hard time. So I've had clients come to me who would never have probably considered for their 18 year old. That's right to buy made to measure, but they're saying, wow, what I have to offer and the value I have to offer and the service I give, you know, they're not going to, because they had that negative experience. That's right. Usually it was the other way around, right? Yeah. Right. It was somebody with a challenging fit. It's somebody who cared about luxury, you know, luxury clothing, whatever, but now it's shifted. And I always say to people, you know, if you have a off the rack sizing is built for a certain size. So imagine having all of the fabric options to give you an example, let's say a pair of like casual, you know, a five pocket, it's like a denim style, but in 75 fabrics, you know, it's, it can be overwhelming, but it's also, you can get pretty much whatever you want. Yeah. And that, and that for a lot of people, you know, we talk a lot about, the, the concept of buying higher quality that are going to last you a longer time. And, and I understand not everyone may be in a financial circumstance or situation where they can invest um, at significant levels, right? But piece by piece, right? I, I really try to help clients see the value of making a good investment in a quality garment that could last you 15 years, give or take a few pounds, right? To be able to give you that as the foundation for your wardrobe. And you can supplement with, you know, little tees and polos and whatever else here or there, but let your core wardrobe be really good value. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about some of that for people that may not be, you know, connected with that kind of mindset. Well, I I can tell you just the philosophy of how we do our initial first appointment. Mm -hmm. It's all about building a wardrobe over time, as you say, with quality pieces. Um, I don't think that our pricing is at all, you know, I think our pricing is competitive with retail environments that are, you know, Nordstrom up to, you know, Neiman Marcus or some men's high-end men's boutique, we can run the gamut. But certainly the idea is that 
when I go and I meet with a client, whether it's in person or virtually, the first appointment is all about trying to test certain categories. You know, we have 11 made to measure categories, but maybe choosing a pieces, a few pieces in the casual and a few pieces in the dress, all based on what their needs really are. But we can only order one garment to start. And the goal of that is to confirm the fit, it's a process, right? So I will get there, I will work with them, I will pick things out with them to the extent they want me to, to do it or that they wanna collaborate with me. Once we've done that, I can deliver these, submit these orders, and then I will deliver them to, you know, physically, I will most of the time deliver it and make sure everything is to their liking. And then if it is, guess what? I have their measurements. They can order more if they choose, or they can wait and get more down the line. And I often talk about what you just said is, you know, if you buy a suit, let's buy a suit that you can deconstruct, right? You can buy a sport coat and a pair of trousers. And when you go on a business trip and if you are wearing suits, sport coats, dress trousers, you know, let's mix it up. Let's get a, maybe a suit that has a light pattern to it. So you can wear the jacket as a sport coat with your pair of, you know, five pockets or chinos or get those charcoal trousers, that charcoal suit and wear that charcoal trouser with a dress shirt and maybe a, you know, a quarter zip, you know, again, all with the idea of packing lean, making sure that those are go-to items for the client at a high quality product. Yeah. And I always believe from like a sustainability and environmental perspective, I, I really, I want people to keep their clothes and yeah. I really, you know, like having that sense of don't just wear it one season or one year and then it goes to wherever it goes in the landfills. Like I really try to get people to see the value of that. And Maria, the, the whole basis of our business is sustainability. We are making one garment for one person. Right. We are not creating a whole line of size 42 sport coats with a, you know, we are doing one product for one client. So yeah. we are really. Yeah. I love that. Confused. I really do love that. Cause I think that speaks to, and I, and, you know, I know women's for anybody who might be interested in women's direct sales in this space. Um, you do some women's garments. Is that correct? Well, <clears throat> we make garments for women, but it's really not our business. And we yeah. don't, you know, the, the idea it, you know, we do, but yeah, it's not your forte, not the specialty. Well, and, and, not the sp and, and I think the company sort of feels like if you make it for women, that's really not, you really. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. We do, makes sense. We do. And of course I've made shirts for myself. I actually have a really cute quilted jacket that I've made and vests and things like that, but it's not, it's not really who our core audience is. Yeah, that makes we definitely sense. do have women that we make clothing for. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important because I, I think there's a, an expertise there that I have experienced with Jay Hilburn that I would want, obviously as a brand to stay true to the brand. Right. Right. And we do have some after, you know, there's, there are often times where there has to be 
after a you know, after measuring tweaks that we really can't do because somebody is that specific. But again, we take care of that. The stylist takes care of that. We reimburse the client if there's any, there's no cost to the client. If it's an alteration, we can reproduce. What I was going to say about the women's, the reason we can't, maybe the word is guarantee. We can't guarantee all women's fitted garments because we have minimums, right? My shoulder is, doesn't fit the minimum of our minimum male shoulder, you know? So the armhole isn't the same. So those kind of things are, that's why we say we really don't guarantee it, but there are plenty of women who can fit within those confines. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. No, that's a helpful uh, distinction to make as you think about that. Um, I want to circle back to something we were talking about that I think will help help us kind of come to a, like a full circle in this conversation. <clears throat> and it has to do with, you know, you mentioned sort of the, as men come to you with a variety of different needs and perhaps even level of interest, um, when you are working with a client, I'd like to know what sort of, I feel like I'm very clear on some of the messages or the internal dialogue that's happening with a woman and sort of what her struggles or her challenges are in finding clothing. What sort of things do you find as men are in this process, particularly related to their bodies? And I'm curious about how that shows up for your male clients. Um. As I said at the beginning, I'm kind of surprised, or earlier, I'm surprised at how unselfconscious they really are mm. about that. You know, they really aren't very self-conscious. They look at this more, I feel like the whole process is a little clinical, you know, it's measuring, it's um, once the measurements are done, you know, it's really all a talk about what we said before, preferences, Mm -hmm. lifestyle, occasions. Um, I don't, you know, there are some, there are some gentlemen who are extremely body centric because they worked really hard to get into fabulous shape. And they'll also have a struggle with getting clothes that fit because they want them to fit a certain way, right? But I don't get that sort of, you know, in a negative body image way. I really don't feel that a lot. Mm, That's so interesting because I'm always curious about the narrative, right? Like what's the internal narrative? And I think the women's, and I'm, again, these are sweeping generalizations. So don't, you know, don't hold me to this widely, but I think women, I hear that narrative be very pervasive about how clothes fit how that makes them feel about themselves and their bodies. What I'm hearing from you is that there is more of a transactional sort of experience with men in their clothing, and they're not going to that place of judgment about their bodies based on whatever the number is. Or like if my shoulders are, you know, I'm 16 inches across in my shoulders, like so right? Like like women have a judgment about that a lot of times. Is that accurate? Am I representing that fairly? Yes. And I'm trying to actually think as as you're saying this, there, you know, maybe 
I don't see the people mm. that are super, super self-conscious, right? Maybe yeah. they wouldn't. Well, and maybe there's also, again, a sweeping generalization because I know this not to be true, but they don't value <laughs> the clothing as a reflection of themselves as much until they get into the process. Yeah, good point. Right? So I don't sense it as much. You know, like I may see a gentleman and I can see that I will ask them, I will mm -hmm. say, do you have fit challenges? Um, and, you know, they can state them, but again, it's not. It's emotionally way. driven yes, or. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is it. This is what I am, you know? Yeah. You know, they might, and they may not even see it. Right. Yeah. Which is also kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I, I, that's exactly what I was going to take from this, that I think there's a lesson for all of us, however we identify in our gender, that that there's a balance here between the masculine and the feminine that we could both adopt, right? And um, that's not a judgment on the emotional reaction and it's not a judgment on a lack of emotional reaction. It's There's an in-between that I think that we could maybe all strive for that is in that better space of there are aspects of the, of the feminine and the masculine that we all want to derive from and support and kind of step into. And I think in many ways, for the majority of the listeners, I, I want you to think about for yourself, however you identify, to really embrace style and to hear the messages about what could we take away, maybe from some of those gentlemen who are not really making the judgments about who they are, but are also stepping into this elevated sense of self once they get into the clothes and go through the process with you. And I would say likewise for women, when we're able to sort of put to bed some of those thoughts and, and that narrative and to really step into the process and sort of see ourselves with a new set of eyes, there's a revelation that comes out of that that feels very transformative for people. And so whoever you are, whatever you, however you identify, I think that process stands for everyone. Would you agree with that? I agree completely. I think this is a transformative business and what you're talking about and just again, to go back to the example of the gentleman who didn't want to get measured, right? So there, right. he obviously had some, something he was self-conscious about, sure. but then stepped into the process and it was transformative for him. Yeah. yeah. And that highlights for me too, for anybody that maybe is considering maybe working with Julie or having this experience to embrace the courage and the vulnerability to do it because you know, you are a safe place to land. I know you, I know you are compassionate and thoughtful and intuitive enough to be responsive to people's needs. And that is a really important characteristic for anybody that works in this business. And I think you have that in spades. And so it gives your client that sense of safety and security to go through the process, knowing that they're in trustworthy hands. So I, I just, for anybody listening, I hope that's an important part for you that you, it does require a little bit of courage and vulnerability on your part to step in. But I, I'm hoping that when you engage with service providers like Julie or myself, that you'll you'll feel more at ease once you've entered the process and kind of can see the outcomes that are possible. I always feel like if they've had a positive experience, that's really, that's the goal. And it's not, it's not, it is about developing a relationship over time. 
Yeah. Right. My, yeah. my job, my goal is never to go into an appointment and say, I'm going to sell as much as I possibly can. It's, it's never, it's so short-sighted, right? We right. know that this is all about the long-term sustainable relationship. Yeah. And the trust that is, you know, given to you to continue that relationship forward. So I think it's such a beautiful model. (laughs) Well, Julie, I have loved having you on today and I would love our listeners to know how they can find you, connect with you. How can they learn more about Jay Hilburn and the work you do? Well, I would love for them to connect with me. And probably the best way to do that is by going to my website, um, it's Julie Malott. It's not the most intuitively spelled name, but it's J-U-L-I-E-M-A-L-L-A-T-T dot jhilburn.com. And jhilburn is J-H-I-L-B-U-R-N.com. Perfect. So I would love that. And I would also love if I could give a plug for if there's anybody out there who's looking for a flexible, fun, opportunity um, where they would be working in fashion and styling men uh, with a really wonderful company. I always say you're working for yourself, but not by yourself. We've got this whole fabulous company that is behind us, supporting us, teams of people, and these amazing mills that we source our Italian and English fabrics from and fabulous factories that make our garments. So I would love to mentor anybody who's interested in joining me and having their own business as a Jay Hilburn men's stylist. Amazing. And I will definitely include all this information in the show notes, everybody. So if you want to check out Julie and hear more about um, maybe, maybe, and I also want to ask you about gift certificates. So if you want to gift this experience to someone, is that something that you can also do? Absolutely. I would say that I have a, I had a stylist who joined my team about gosh, 10 years ago now, and she hadn't even trained. And I think she sold about, it was right around Valentine's day. And she ended up selling like $3,000 in gift certificates. So yes, that is absolutely an option to give the gift of Jay Hilburn to somebody you love or care about. Yes. Amazing. So these are all great ways that you can connect with Julie and learn more. And I love the idea. If you have interest in this space, like what a really cool way to get engaged and connect with not only a great mentor and Julie, but also have this larger experience within the company framework. So everybody, I hope you have enjoyed today's episode, Julie. I have so loved having you on today. Thank you. Yeah, you're always a pleasure to spend time with and talk to. I'm so happy for you in this endeavor. You're just really wonderful. Thank you. Make your people, I'm sure, feel as comfortable as you've made me. You're just awesome. Thank you. I didn't even pay her to say that, you guys. She's just, <laughs> she's just that kind and gracious. So again, thanks for being here today. You. <laughs> Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you again soon. And uh, thanks for listening. Hey there. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you more about MFD Style, my wardrobe consulting business. I've been styling professionally for nearly 15 years, and it truly is my life's passion and purpose. In fact, my mission is to help you develop a confident and authentic signature style, breathe life into your existing wardrobe, and help you fill in with perfect, versatile pieces that are in line with your style and budget. And yes, all of this can be done both in person or virtually. 
This experience can transform your life. I have seen it happen countless times. And all you have to do is take that first step. Set up a free 30-minute consultation call with me, and we can start this journey together. You deserve to have a wardrobe that mirrors who you are, and I am so ready to help make that happen. You can find me on the web at mfdstyle.com. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you've heard, I would appreciate you taking the time to leave a review on the podcasting platform you're using and share this episode with others who you think might really enjoy these conversations about personal style. For more information all about MFD Style services, you can find me on the web at mfdstyle.com, on Instagram at mfd underscore style, where I post almost five days a week, or send me an email at maria at mfdstyle.com. I also have a weekly email I send to subscribers, so I will include the link to that sign up in the show notes. So until next time, friends, remember to love yourself and then love yourself some more.